One, the bandwagon radio in full swing. You know how we do this thing, man. Hit that bell, subscribe right now so you get those notifications of when we drop a new episode like this one right here. Another special edition of the rundown segment right here on the bandwagon radio where I myself, Jay Bragg, sits down with artists across the globe, give them a chance to open up about their music, their personal life, and of course, you know, for the end of the show is how we got to drop that new heat. Today, got another special guest on the phone lines, hailing all the way from Madison, Mississippi. My man, Lemetrius, is on the phone lines. What's going on, bro? What's up? How y'all doing? Man, pleasure to have you on. Pleasure to have you on today. Uh, I got a chance to check out the new record, What's Not Love. Dope record, dope record. We're going to talk about the record. Of course, I'll let you introduce the record a little later on in the show as well. And then i like to give a little feedback of what I thought about the record, just as a fan of music myself. So I'll, I'll do that a little later on in the show as well, all right? Okay, of course. My man, my man. So first and foremost, Lemetrius, welcome to the Bandwagon Radio, um, all the way again from Madison, Mississippi. Um, so let's start talking to my listeners about growing up. Is that where you're originally from, Mississippi? It is. That's where I spent the majority of my life. I wasn't born here, but I spent the majority of my life. Okay. So the majority of your, what, adult lifehood was, was spent in Mississippi, though? Correct. Okay. So what was that, what was your upbringing like? Where were you actually originally born? I was born in Germany. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, we stayed there. I wasn't there long, and we moved back here, you know, when I was younger. Okay. So, the majority of your growth was here in the States, though? Correct. Was in the States. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And then what, so what got you involved in music? Uh, because I know you've been in music for a while now. So what, what actually led you into finding that music side and, and wanting to pursue the music uh, career? Oh, no, I've always liked it, you know, um, since, as long as I can remember, really. I mean, you know, I always went to church. My family would take, my mom would take us to church. Uh, I would always like hearing the choir singing and the band playing and everything like that. So that's kind of where it started off. And then when I would ride with my dad or whatever, Play the radio. I like to listen to radio. So just listening to so radio and music with pops. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that pretty much became your influence, uh, you know, that kind of got you intrigued by music and the creative side of the artistry. Um, okay. So now that you're, you know, more seasoned now as an artist, you got the new uh, EP you worked on and you got this new single, That's Not Love. Let's talk a little bit about that record first and foremost. What was the purpose in your mind of this record as, a, as the artist, the creator? Uh, to be honest, it wasn't really uh, when it came about. I wasn't sitting down like some songs that I do write. You know, I sit down knowing exactly what I'm gonna write and what I'm gonna write about you know, beforehand. Or I have it thought out and planned out. This one, it just kind of, you know, the melody kind of just came up in my head. Even though in terms of lyrically, you know, it relates to you know, some things that I've been through. Like, I felt mm-hmm. at certain points in my life with certain people or certain relationships or whatever. But in terms of just, you know, when the song was written and, you know, why, it just came off top. You know, it was just a melody that came to me one night, you know, when I was, ain't no telling, I couldn't drink it and smoke or whatever. And it just came to me and it sucked. So, mm-hmm. so I went on into it and that's the direction that I went. Gotcha. Now, what was the the feelings or the emotions you were trying to pull out of the listener with this record? Because I'm sure you you had an idea of okay, this record could touch some people because it is very it's a relatable record. So I'm sure you wanted it to touch people or to do something to people. So what what, what did you envision as the artist again? I guess you know anybody that maybe had been in a relationship that they felt was or maybe just like you know, whatever it might have been at that time. And it felt like it was more one-sided than, you know, an uh, equal thing. Or it might have felt like uh, it was based off of something other than actual um, affection towards each other, uh, actual connection with each other. Mm-hmm. Pretty much um, taking advantage of the other one's uh, situation at a certain time, which I guess we all kind of do sometimes. Depending, you know, on a certain level, but um, to be able to do that and call it love, I, in my opinion, you know, that's not what love really is. You know, I know nowadays a lot of people have their own versions of what love really is and what it might be to them or whatever reason they might get in a relationship or get married or get with somebody. You know, they have their own priorities or prerogative or whatever. But in terms of me, you know, where I was at that time in terms of love or what I wanted, you know, that wasn't what it was. Yeah, very relatable um, content there uh, with the record. Um, and it, it seems like, and it kind of comes off like, you know, from doing my research on you and listening to your records, do you kind of prefer to tell stories, like life stories, like from life experiences? Yeah, uh, I do. You know, it depends on where I am at that point in time. It depends on, you know, what I might be going through. Different times I might write from personal experiences. Sometimes I might write from what I see somebody else going through that's around me. Or uh, I might, you know, get a image or a storyline in my head, you know, that I might write about because I I also write, you know, um, TV series, like uh, stories, like in terms of, you know, uh, series and stuff like that. And hopefully one day movies and stuff like that. So I have a lot of that in my head. So you know, when I'm writing a song, sometimes it'll come about however it comes about. And, you know, at different times, it might be something that I might go through that day and might be feeling some type of way, or maybe something that I might have been going through that week 
or maybe something came up on TV that reminded me of something that I might have went through uh, years ago or whatever or might remind me of something that, you know, my family member or friend is going through. So it just depends. Right. You know, it's, it, it just all comes from different places and where I am at that moment in time. Yeah, I definitely get that your music is going to be relatable from everything I've kind of uh, seen and heard from you. is It comes off very life experience-like, um, which is good. I mean, a lot of people can connect to your music overall is what I'm saying. If they listen into the lyrics and the words and the writing, um, going deeper than just the beat and bobbing your head. Um, I think you've got great content with the record. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I definitely try to put something that people can feel in there even if i am trying to make a beat that's you know a club beat or a dance beat i, I try to still incorporate something that they'll be able to feel you know right. something that's uh that gives you that uh, that vibe or that feel of original music you know back where the soul and the blues and right. you know and stuff like that so i try to give them something in there you know that they can still feel definitely get that sense of uh you know the, let's let's call it classic music um i get the classic vibe from your music it's not you know nothing against the current music of course but it's definitely not what's current it's it gives you more of that good feeling uh feel good vibe and energy um from from hearing your music so kudos on that if you know with that connection you're making with your audience and your fan base appreciate it now talk to us a little bit about the ep uh the ep um it kind of happened after I was in the studio, it was around late September, and uh, the guy that, the studio I go to, the guy that owns it, you know, he was telling me about how him and his the buddies that he knew for a long time that were in the record company, I mean, in the, you know, music industry, and they were like, uh, uh, they worked for different record companies, and they were like, um, kind of like scouts or whatever, and they had this, like, uh, event where they were trying to find talent here in, in Jackson, in Mississippi, or whatever, and, I um, went to that and I actually thought, you know, from what they were telling me that I was going to get a distribution deal, but it actually didn't turn out that way, which was cool. But I, I saw that as kind of like the last straw of trying to wait for other people to do stuff, you right, know, because right. I always was like, I just wanted to write and, and sing and perform. I didn't want to do the business or the technical side of it. You know, I just wanted to do that part. But and let everybody else do everything else. But I'm, I'm finding out that, you know, that's not a good strategy. You need to know something about everything and kind of have your hand in everything because people are manipulated however they want to. And right. I've had different instances where people, you know, took money and stuff like that. Not just past instances with the record deal, but, you know, even with them, you know, they kind of had told me, they had called me back and said I had, you know, they were going to get in contact with me and stuff like that and never did. So, you know, it was just like that moment where I was promises like, too, yeah. Yeah, you know, so it was just like that that moment where I was just like, you know, I can't wait on people anymore. I just got to do my own thing, you know, whether it turns out good or turns out bad or if it's, you know, successful at, like I wanted to. You know, I just got to keep going and just put out what I believe is good music and content and, and hope and pray that people can relate to that and support that. So, you know, uh, the EP came about after that happened. So that was like in October. And I guess I wrote the EP, you know, between like that late October, early November, recorded it in December, released it like December 26th on Facebook. And I didn't really put it on YouTube until like March or April. But yeah, it was just, you know, giving people a taste of letting them know that I'm still here and 
I, I do make music and hopefully it's music that you can relate to and, and that you feel is, is, you know, professional, very professional and is probably up to rights with, you know, anybody else that you hear, you know, out today. And, you know, just basically giving people a sound and a little taste of, you know, where I was and what I can do and what I'm putting out. I have put out like a little, uh, um, a little album that I did for a concert. It was like a concert album in late 2000. It was like November 2019. So I, this was the first thing that I really put out, like in terms of a full body of work since then. So th that's basically what it was just to give people, you know, that, uh, that sound and let them know that I'm still trying to do this, even though, you know, I'm uh, kind of juggling a bunch of different other things, you know, I'm still trying to make this work. Right, right. So this is pretty much your ode to the fact that, hey, I'm still here. And don't forget, yes. I'm still here. And this is you taking your, pretty much taking your crap into your own hands, too, is what it sounds like. Yeah, just basically, you know, doing that and trying to keep on a steady, you know, flow with it, you know, constantly kind of keep something coming out every month there you know and keep people into it and listening and intrigued right now let me give you a little feedback what i thought about the record of course uh what's not love um so i thought it was great vocal range on this record uh very soothing voice and vibe overall uh, again great subject matter and it's a great sound like i said dope production and quality sound overall um like like I said, very relatable. Uh, Got to keep hitting that that key point. Uh, I think a lot of people can relate to the record. Um, radio, I hear this on radio like a radio single. I also can hear this for like a, a soundtrack of some sort. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and it's and it's riding music. It's something you can ride to. Um, so right, it's, right. it's got potential. It's got a lot of potential. Definitely say put some steam behind it. Keep uh, working the record, um, but it definitely has potential. Appreciate it. I definitely thought so as well. You know that and the um, the song that I released last week. Uh, I definitely had high hopes for those two songs, and uh, they're definitely. I feel like they kind of invoke or they kind of um, gather up. You know, more so the full picture of um, my art in terms of you know where I've come from in terms of an artist until now. It kind of I feel like they incorporate and they really. Um, portray where I am right now very well, you know, in terms of musically, I, I really enjoy the records and, and I feel like they're, they're the best that I've had so far. So, you know, I'm, I'm very impressed with it. And the one that I released last week is called The Star's Limit. So uh, those two I definitely are, am very excited about for people to hear and um, for, you know, uh, different uh, businesses in the industry, you know, music and radio to hear and hopefully fall in love with and play. I definitely think that um, the one that I released last week, A Star's uh, Limit, is a very radio-friendly song. I think it's very catchy and has a nice hook that people will be able to sing along to that's real radio-friendly. I also think, you know, uh, What's Not Love is real radio-friendly, but I, I also think that's yeah. a, a, going to be a real... Um, big song that people like to see me perform and uh, also uh, you know like you said it could be part of you know a soundtrack you know or something like that like a short film or something like that so it's, it's very flexible as well I think they're both very flexible right. and versatile songs Talking to Lemetrius right now Madison Mississippi got the new record What's Not Love um, 
So let me ask you this. Who, who are some of those people that inspired you musically or musician-wise uh, that made you kind of want to get into this? You said kind of listening to music with Pops was one of those influences, but who were some of those people you were listening to when you were riding with Pops? Uh, it was different people that I, that influenced me. Um, it's people that influenced me vocally and then people that influenced me artist-wise, and some did both. Okay. You know, um, uh, the church had the... the the first, you know, influence in terms of, you know, feeling and, and vocals and stuff like that, you know, listening to people singing the church and different, and then the choir, you know, people like my grandmother and other people in the church and uh, different choirs. And then, you know, uh, I love listening to when I got older, you know, around like 10, nine ish, you know, YouTube came out when I was like in fifth grade and I was able to kind of study people more, study, study artists more, you know. Uh, more in depth, and I got into a lot of Mariah Carey. I love Mariah Carey in terms of singing. Aretha Franklin, mm -hmm. Stevie, Chris mm -hmm. Brown, okay. uh, Marvin Gaye, people like that. In terms of singing, I really love them. Neo, and artist-wise, I, I love Mariah Carey too. You know, I love uh, Lil Wayne. I love uh, Michael Jackson. I love, mm -hmm. uh, I love, um, you know, uh, Drake. I love. A lot of Drake stuff. I love. Uh, let's see, who else do I like? I like Boys to Men. You know, I like a different. I like a lot of different people. I think I I take from a lot of people that I hear. You know, but if I was just to to really hone it down to who really who really molded me in terms of like I feel like the most musically that uh, can be relevant today, I would say. It's like folks like Mariah and Michael Jackson and Lil Wayne, the Young Money crew, gotcha. uh, very much so. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much the bulk of it. I love Beyonce as a performer. I think she's been uh, one of the biggest influences, her and MJ as a performer. MJ too, but like a lot of stuff, you know, I see of MJ is, you know, more older. She, you know, she came back with the modern stuff, right. you know. So, uh, but definitely both of them. Chris Brown too. You know, I love Chris Brown. I, I definitely, I always loved Chris Brown. He was, you know, uh, more so when um, his original stuff. You know, more so his older stuff. I like his newer stuff too. But I, I you know, I'm more in love with his older stuff, old Chris Brown. But I love watching him perform and stuff. I, uh, He's a great respect, performer too. Yeah. Yeah, I respect you know performing and being able to sing and dance and stuff like that. So. Dope. Dope. Now, let me ask you this question. Who are some people that probably deserve some some shout-outs or acknowledgement for their help with this latest EP and single? Uh, God, first and foremost. Uh, you know, my <laughs> parents for, I guess, you know, uh, sticking with me. Even I'm not the easiest person to put up with, I guess. So, you know, thanking them. Maybe they might not be, you know, the biggest people to shout out in terms of music, you know, who influenced me musically, but you know, nah, just, this is yeah, generic overall. Yeah. Who helped, and, who, who has something to do with something? Yeah. Well, all of my, family, <laughs> my, gra my grandmother and my parents, you know, them, you know, for keeping, you know, putting up with me. And, uh, I would say where I'm from kind of, you know, has a lot to do with who I am as well. And my family, like I said, you know, the type of diversity I have in my family. Right. Uh, and then, you know, music influences. Like I said, I, I used to love watching. Um, uh, I remember when, um, well, not necessarily just music, but performance in general. I can remember watching uh, 
America's Best Dance Crew when that first came out. Loving that, you know, watching Jabberwockies and mm. Super Crew and all of them when they first came out. And wanting to do that and, and incorporate, like, singing with it. Because, you know, well, I think this was before. I, I did show choir in high school, but it wasn't as, you know, in terms of culturally um, what I was trying to do. It was more, you know, theatrical. You know, when we did our concerts, we got to incorporate a little bit more of what I wanted to do, like in terms of, you know, our culture, like hip hop and stuff like that. But it wasn't as a whole, like what I, what I would be doing in terms of once I put on my shows and my performances. But um, I, I, I can remember watching, you know, Super Crew and Dance Crew and all them and wanting to do that and incorporate um, singing with it and be able to sing along with it and do all of that and uh, just really put on a show and have people, you know, enjoy it. And then, like I said, you know, watching Beyonce and them do their thing on TV, it was always a, a treat and definitely an influence to be like, you know, people really do this and it's their life, it's who they are. You know, it's not always about getting paid, even though, you know, you have to have money to do what you want to do. And that's, you know, important to be able to be paid what you're worth and stuff like that. But it's more so about just, being able to fulfill who you're supposed to be in life and be able to live and stand on that and, you know, being able to watch them succeed and still be able to do what they do, you know, years and years after their start and to be able to be, you know, black and just do it period, you know, in America, it's just, you know, a good influence. And so I love watching them on, like I said, YouTube when they first came out, when I was like 10 and fifth grade and stuff like that, you know, watching, all of that, you know, Super Crew, Jabberwockies, Beyonce, Chris Brown, all of them, you know, Michael Jackson, just watching all of that online, it just was a big inspiration and a big thrill for me. Mm. And it was something that definitely was like, I definitely want to do this. It wasn't, but even though it wasn't until like I was 20 or 21 when I actually started pursuing it because I really was going to be like a vet or, you know, I wanted to be a spy at, at a point in time, you know, major mm-hmm. online security and stuff like that, you know? So uh, it was a lot of different stages. Cause I was listening to a lot of different people who, you know, was trying to, and I know it was out of love and they only, you know, was trying to steer me in the best direction, but I was listening to a lot of people who thought I should do this or thought I should do this. Right, thought right, I should right. do that. So, you know, I did, I jumped around a lot, but in the end it was beneficial to me because I got to do so much more. And I was so versatile in terms of, you know, things I did, you know, I wasn't just the person that played sports, you know, football, baseball, track and powerlifting, all that good stuff. You know, I did show choir. I did like a year of competitive cheer and that was completely accidental. Like it wasn't like I went there <laughs> trying to be, a, yeah, it was, it wasn't like I went there trying to be a cheerleader. You know, I went there with a friend and, you know, I knew some people there. And, right, right. You know, they, okay, they so by, by you being popular, that lent some some support to uh, that. <laughs> I wouldn't say popular. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people knew me. I, I wasn't, like, the most likable guy, like, you know, but uh, everybody knew me because I was in a lot of stuff. Like, I did a lot of stuff, right. you know, but at I least wasn't you, the, At least you're honest, you know. That, yeah. That's one thing you I can know, tell about you. You're transparent <laughs> and honest, Lumetrius. Yeah, I try to be as blunt and honest about who I am as I can because shoot you know I wouldn't want to live a lot because at the end of the day you know you have so many people that do so much to try to put on an image that of something they're not and you know that's just so tiresome and at the end of the day it's still not who you are so why do it right it's draining and you still don't accomplish the goal yeah so why do it 
but you know, like I said, I people knew me, but I just had I had I had uh, acquaintances. I had school friends. I had people I talked to at school. You know, everybody knew me because I did this and did this. I would speak to them, but shit, when I went home, I wasn't really hitting up people like that. I wasn't fucking with people like that. And I had a, t- a point in time. It was more so after high school, you know. But I had a point in time where I got anti, and I really, you know, kind of like being to myself and focused on my mental, my own mental, and deeper than the surface kind of, you know, hits on that. You know, right. that kind of was more or what that song was was the reason for me writing that song you know me coming out of that stage in my life where i was kind of holding back and getting my own mental uh straight and kind of you know trying to just gather everything i needed to gather and learn in life to um equip me to be where i am now and to handle be able to handle you know what i felt like i was going to accomplish in life and what god was going to bless me with Now speaking about the the blessings, um, I think that's a great segue. What, what what would you say is your ultimate goal in this music industry? What type of blessings are you seeking? In terms your, of music, for, yeah. In terms of music, in terms of your career, and like what what type of uh, you know blessings again are you are you kind of I, seeking in this arena? I want to I want to tour the world. You know, I want to have like. Uh, these huge tours that you know people just can't wait to come see because you know it's just that great of a show you know okay. I want people to be able to you know hear my name and be like yeah that's the top you know name in terms of performance and like why would you not want to go see him even if if you don't even really you know care for who he is as a person you know i respect his talent and what he's doing and i would pay for that i would pay to go see that you know i want to be able to to put out stuff and be able to surprise and shock people to the level where you know they can't help but watch me over and over again on youtube and go to my concert and film me and watch it over and over again you know because it was that good and because you know they're amazed at what god blessed me with you know and hopefully you know it'll be able to inspire them to go after what they feel like god has for them in life you know so i feel like musically i want my ultimate goal to you know be able to one i know it's when i tell people this they look at me crazy but i actually want records like so you know i feel like you know, if I'm going to put out something, you know, in terms of an album or something, you know, you would want people to support it unless we were like communism and everybody got paid, you know, the same or whatever. But, you know, you want people to, you want to feel like you put out something that's has so much quality that people want to support you that much to where they actually go and buy it. Like I never, I wasn't raised in that time where people bought albums you know, I, I wasn't really raised when people, you know, actually, and, you know, here in Mississippi, you have some people that come down here and do concerts and stuff like that, but I've never been like a huge concert goer other than, you know, the ones that I was, you know, a part of. So, you know, I wanted to be able to be able to shock people to the level where they don't mind spending money, you know, mm-hmm. for my brand and for me and not necessarily for me, but what I represent and what I am trying to showcase so you know i i I want sales hell i want to i want that 20 million in international sales you know 
I'm, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not really, um, you know, in terms of singling out just the United States either. I, you know, I'm an international guy. I want to go all over, like, um, and even with, you know, like going back to religion, my church is a AME church. So we're still African based, right. we're connected with, you know, uh, an African base. So, you know, it would be great to like do maybe like after I did a secular tour, do a, a gospel tour and a, a gospel album where, you know, I just, you know, showcase the African Methodist church, you know, all over the world and throughout Africa. And I really want to, you know, travel through South America too. So, you know, I, I, I want my, stuff to be universal and international and not just big here i would like if i was to choose whether i'd have to be you know huge in the united states and just the united states or huge internationally and not you know as huge in just the u.s i would choose international you know mm. so because i feel like which would be smart <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i feel so you know so i i feel like you're um internationally you you're thinking of the bigger picture you know and i feel like uh, that's where the world is going anyway into a more connected you know um level and mm-hmm. a more connect connected uh we're in a more connected world where you know it's easier to stay connected with people over in china and over in indonesia on a completely other side of the world you know what i'm saying so it's easier to to uh, grow a fan base wherever you want in the world and stay connected to them and be over there, you know, and uh, give them content at the flick of a wrist or at the push of a button. So, Talking to my man, Lemetrius, right now, Madison, Mississippi. Got the new record, What's Not Love. Before I let you introduce the record, though, by the way, uh, make sure you give out your social media real quick for all our listeners so they can follow and keep up with you. Yes, uh, really, uh, my... You can really just put my name in on Facebook, or you can do my uh, AU Nation page, which is Demetrius AU Nation artist. Let me make sure before I get that out, so I get it out right. But uh, you can always just put in my name, Demetrius Hollins, on Facebook okay. and add me, or you can do my um, my artist page. Hold on, let me pull it up. And then I'm on Instagram as well. And most of the most of my um, my pages is just my name. You know, I just go by my name. It's not that fancy. It's like I had somebody else in my account. Lemetrius. Make sure I spell it for him then. L-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S. For those that may be having a little problem. They might have a cup or something in their hand. They might not, you know what I'm saying? L-E-M-E-T-R-I-U-S. That's how you can search him, Lemetrius, all right? That's it. That's it. What you got? The Reverb Nation one coming. Say again. You say you were looking for the Reverb Nation. I did. It's it's Lemetrius H, and then uh, Dash AU Nation artist. Okay. All right. So make sure all our listeners on the lookout. Make sure you keep up with them. Follow the movement. Follow the music. Um, go ahead. Introduce the single. As a matter of fact, for the people, so they can put their ears to it real quick. A tad. Introduce. Uh, what's Say that one more time. Uh, you got kind of like a lag. I'm sorry. My apologies. I say go ahead, introduce the record for the people real quick. Oh yeah, uh, what's not love? You know, uh, it was it was basically just you know, like I said, something that I want people to be able to connect with and be able to feel. You know, anybody that might have 
went through something, a relationship or something that they felt really strongly about, but it didn't turn out how they wanted it to, I feel they'll be able to be able to connect with it and to be able to vibe with it. There it is, man. You heard it from Lemetrius, and you're about to hear right now what's not love. You're hearing it first right here in the bandwagon radio. Turn it up. Let it go. Dressing up in hidden secrets, telling me what I wanted to hear. Well, good for me, this ain't my first time around. Been here before, been seen the signs. You're winding down, plus caress may impress to extend. But I want you mine, cause I know I feels good for now. It looks right, can be cover up for heart. Sleep in the cot longer. We stay in the skin, more distance. Why the stay for game? Been a bit of my predicament and lost games. But I get it, I was with it. Can be opportunist too. I can't hate your game. I was with me too. Top pick for you to be your boo salute. Lose my intrigue, happiness pursuit. But if love needs be one that's true, give me moves like when I say you look good. No make. So you fix my breakfast Yes, love has its complications And setbacks on the regular But long as y'all's mental and level You can laugh at the shit life brings up That BS comes with it seems less important You go through it 